Over a million patients a year are treated with respect, warmth, and compassion at Boston Medical Center. It's in this spirit of community that we offer our podcast series to you, featuring our doctors and staff. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome. There are so many ailments and issues associated with aging, and here to tell us today about the Geriatric Assessment Clinic at Boston Medical Center is Dr. Ryan Chippendale. She's the new director of the Geriatric Assessment Clinic and an attending physician in the section of geriatrics at Boston Medical Center. Dr. Chippendale, such a pleasure to have you with us. As I said in the intro, there are so many ailments and issues associated with aging. What are some of the most common that you see? That is an excellent question. Thank you so much for having me as well. It is a great pleasure to speak with you this afternoon. Um, We see a whole host of different issues with aging in our geriatric assessment clinic. It is anywhere from issues with mobility, balance, gait disorders, to issues with memory that are either diagnosed in the past or a new issue that a family member or caregiver becomes concerned about or the patient themselves has noticed recently um, to issues with medication management and also sometimes with new diagnoses that they've received from their primary care doctor that just may benefit from a geriatrician's touch. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. There are so many things. So let's raise awareness about this new geriatric assessment clinic at Boston Medical Center. Tell us about your program and why did you see the need for this type of a program? So we have had the geriatric assessment clinic running for quite a number of years now. I recently took it over in May and we're trying to increase awareness so that really the the docs and um, the family members and caregivers in the Boston Medical Center and surrounding Boston community have more of a sense of what we do and what services we can provide. So the visit usually encompasses about a two to three hour comprehensive assessment. It's usually one time, so we try to fit a lot into that two to three hour period. And it entails working with both a geriatrician like myself as well as an interprofessional team. And the a um, typical interprofessional team member that is with me in the clinic is a geriatric nurse specialist who is very well versed and an expert in community resources and trying to connect patients with the appropriate resources, whether it be skilled nursing care or um, any kind of resource um, from some of our aging agencies and partners out in the community in Boston and elsewhere to make sure that our patients are getting the best care that is tailored to their particular needs. Well, thank you for that explanation. How is this geriatric assessment clinic different from a regular geriatric clinic that might be anywhere? What do you do differently? What makes it unique? Yeah, so this is a consultative clinic meaning that, as I said before, they just see us one time. And what's very unique about it is the time that I'm able to spend with patients. So I am a primary care physician as well. Um, I used to see patients within our geriatrics clinic as, as well as in our home care program. 
And because of productivity requirements with a lot of primary care physicians, especially those that are practicing in just adult medicine practices like general internal medicine or family practice, typically they get 15 to 20 minutes to spend with their patients. And that's just not a lot of time to delve into the complex issues that we see in our older adults. So I have the luxury, and this was one of the reasons that I was most excited about getting involved with this clinic, is that I can, as I said before, spend hours with these patients and really try to unpack some of these really complex issues that even if their primary care doctors have been able to identify them, have not really had the time or resources or expertise in order to best um, diagnose, treat, educate patients and family members with these types of conditions. And as you're discussing this with us today, Dr. Chippendale, what type of providers are involved? Tell us about your team. And does this require, you know, management of several aspects of multidisciplinary care? As you mentioned, medication management, and then there might be memory issues and fall prevention. And there's so much to think about. Yes. So our interprofessional team within the clinic, we are so fortunate to, as I said before, have very expert nurse um, partners who have expertise in the area of geriatrics and community resources. We do have a social worker who is um, very skilled in behavioral counseling. She's not necessarily part of every geriatric assessment that I do, but it's definitely a referral that I can make for patients that are in need of that resource. We also have a geriatric pharmacist who is able to help with any complex medication management. And we also use our community partners quite frequently. So those are skilled nursing type requirements for patients like a visiting nurse, physical therapist, occupational therapist, social workers out in the field working with agencies such as Central Boston Elder Services, Adult Protective Services. Because we are so well-versed in this area and we have a lot of connections out in the community, we're not shy to connect patients and are well-supported in being able to do that because we partner with these programs so frequently and have contacts there. So then let's talk about the patient for a minute. What is the criteria to go to the geriatric assessment clinic? And when you're telling us that, talk a little bit about patient outcomes and why this continuum of care is so important for success and the family members involved. And tell us a little bit about the patients. I think that's a great question. So we do not have specific criteria for referral other than the patient has to be over the age of 65. This is not an um, opportunity for a primary care doc to transfer over care, although sometimes we do make a um, decision with the primary care doctor after the consultation that they might be appropriate with the pa- for the patient, for the individual, if they are interested in transitioning over to geriatrics primary care, but that is not the primary reason for referral. Usually, patients that are best suited for referral to this type of clinic are patients that have a myriad of geriatric syndromes, and what I mean by that are things like dementia, mobility disorders, urinary incontinence, sleep disorders, mood disorders like depression, 
are um, facing uh, diagnoses that may be nearing the end of life so that we can talk about advanced care planning and we can talk about goals and preferences and really spend a lot of time on that to make sure that the care that's being provided to the patient is in line with their goals. So um, the patients that are referred, I will tell you, the spectrum is so wide And I always say that whether it's a very defined question or whether it's something much looser, like help, (laughs) this patient is just becoming too complex for me to manage. And I would love a geriatrician's perspective on this, which I've gotten many consults like that before, that we are able to really make a difference in the lives of these patients and hopefully reduce some of the stress both for the primary care doctor that's trying to manage all of this complexity in such a short period of time in clinic, but also, as you said, for the patients and specifically the caregivers. So we spend a lot of time at the end of the visit after we've done a very comprehensive assessment, which I can talk more about, and we spend a lot of time educating, providing resources, and really able to move the needle in terms of connecting these patients with care that would be most appropriate to keep them functional in their homes for because that's most of their preferences is to stay home and to stay as functional as possible, as well as to promote quality in their lives. What a wonderful program. And so that leads me very well. So once someone has come to you, what can the patient and family expect? Tell us a little bit about the assessment. Absolutely. So as I said, many times the referring provider, one of the primary care docs or primary care nurse practitioners or even specialists, both at Boston Medical Center and many times through our community health centers or outside facilities also refer patients. Many of them do have a defined question, which of course, if that's in the referral, I will start there to make sure that we tackle it appropriately. But I actually have adopted a 5M approach, which I will uh, define for you, which was first described by a uh, very well-known, famous geriatrician at Yale that is a framework for addressing all of the multiple complexities that many of our frail older adults present to us with. So I will try to hit at least a piece of each M, and I'll walk you through my M's, um, to ensure that we're not missing anything major that maybe the referring provider didn't even have the time or scope to be able to address. So those five M's are mind, and as I said before, many of the patients that are referred to us, whether diagnosed or not, do have some component of memory loss. Also under the mind category, I will address things like mood and sleep and how that may be affecting patients' quality of life or function. The next M is mobility, where I'll ask about falls, I'll ask about unsteady gait or balance issues, whether they're using assistive devices or whether I think that they could benefit from that. Barriers for getting out of the home or getting to appointments, as that seems to be an issue with frequent no-shows or if I notice caregiver stress around getting the patient out of the home. And then addressing overall function and, and reliance on caregivers and how I feel like that's going. 
um, thus far in their lives and whether we could tackle some resources to help support the caregivers, especially in those situations. The third M is medication. So we talk about things like polypharmacy. So are they on so many medications that it's becoming difficult for them to manage them or to adhere to those medications? Are they on any what we call quote-unquote inappropriate medications that could be contributing to issues with things like mood or sleep or memory and whether that's something that I can help advise the primary care um, clinician to maybe remove from their medication list if that's appropriate. And then I'll address things like systems for administering medications like prepackaged medications if that tends to be a big stress for caregivers. Again, adherence to medications, affordability. I mean, in the medications category, I could probably spend three hours alone just doing a very thorough medication reconciliation and making recommendations on that. Then I'll move on to what we call multimorbidity, which is the fourth M. And this is looking, as I was talking about before, about chronic medical issues that may be impacting their function. So I won't go through every single diagnosis because it's just not possible in the time that we have. But if there's active conditions like congestive heart failure or COPD, that's affecting the patient's function because they're having difficulty sleeping because of their breathing. Sometimes I will address or make recommendations based on how I think that we can enhance their quality by maybe, maybe making adjustments in medications or transitioning to a more palliative or um, symptom-based approach. I talk about things like their bowels, their bladder, sensory deficits, appetite, weight loss, and just overall frailty or decline that maybe caregivers or the patients themselves have identified. And finally, you can see how comprehensive this is um, just by talking about it for a few moments. Uh, we address what matters most to the patient. So that's the fifth M is matters most. And I actually think this is the most important. And oftentimes I'll lead with this, even though I'm mentioning it last, and this is addressing things like patients' goals and preferences, as I said before, advanced care planning, so do they have a health care proxy? Have they discussed their goals with either their primary care doc um, or nurse practitioner or provider, or have they discussed things like advanced directives or um, how they'd like to be treated if they were to become sicker in the future? And many times, like I said before, this is to no fault of anyone on the care teams that are providing their primary care. It's just very challenging to find the time to bring these issues up in a very condensed visit where there's a lot going on medically. So I'll have the time if this is something that's important to the patient and that we prioritize in the visit to really, again, unpack some of that and at least lead the conversation so that the primary care um, provider can then finish it up later or continue on um, with the discussion. Wow. Well, that certainly is a comprehensive assessment. And as you say, we definitely don't have enough time to go over all of them, but that really is an amazing program as we wrap up. Yeah. And as the new director of the Geriatric Assessment Clinic, what's your vision for the program and what would you like listeners to know about it so that we can increase awareness because it's such a wonderful program? Yes. So my vision uh, moving forward is to be able to service our geriatric community as best as we can. So as we know, 
Um, the population is aging, and it's aging at a very fast rate with our baby boomers now coming into the older adult category. And it's just not possible for trained geriatricians to touch all of these patients. And many times, just one visit with the lens of a geriatrician looking at a case that we can provide so much in terms of recognition of uh, geriatric syndromes and issues to providers and make recommendations to them, as well as to patients and families and caregivers. And that I want folks in both in our Boston Medical Center community as well as our surrounding community to recognize that this resource is out there. These patients can be very overwhelming to care for. Even as a geriatrician, a trained geriatrician who's been doing this for many years, even I get overwhelmed sometimes when I'm trying to manage these patients. So really the message is that you're not alone that we are here to help support. We're help to we're here not necessarily to drive the ship, but to help guide the ship in the right direction in order to make sure that we're helping older adults maintain their preferences, their goals, and their function and independence as long as they possibly can in the community. So the more referrals, the better. We're always happy to see patients. There's never a wrong referral. And like I said, even very open-ended referrals, we can really really um, take the time to make a difference in these patients' lives and to help the providers and the families feel less overwhelmed taking care of these very complex, wonderful patients that we are have the privilege to see in the clinic. Wow, what a great segment. Thank you so much, Dr. Chippendale. Thank you so much. Really such a comprehensive program. And if you'd like to find out more about the Geriatric Assessment Clinic at Boston Medical Center, please call 617-414-4639. And that concludes this episode of Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. Please visit our website at bmc.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please also remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Boston Medical Center podcasts. For more health tips and updates, follow us on your social channels. I'm Melanie Cole.